0: Hello AEW Galaxy and WWE Universe, I'm KP and I'm joined
1: by new contributor, Jamal. Jamal, what's going on? Man, I'm good. How about yourself on this fine, fine, fine time that we're having um, in the wrestling universe, galaxy, whatever they want to refer to it as today? (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're gonna run through man i'm great i'm great i can't believe i got to start watching wrestling at 4 30 this afternoon it's like you kidding me i went Literally. i went i went overtime i watched cody talk to stone cold too today
1: oh it was it, I, gotta go. I gotta go and watch that after we done with this it, i forgot about that <laughs> it was
0: a good it's really really good and cody's a bear i mean you know he's good he's I hope that everything that comes out of his mouth is genuine, but he sure is good at talking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah.
0: and sometimes folks like that are too good to be true, but you know, because yeah. don't get me wrong, I have with Cody over the years, I've had my eye rolls, but then again, there's also that, oh man, he got me right there with that one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And I, I just, and for me, I really hope him coming back really is. The the pinnacle of being able to acquire the one thing that no one in his family has been able to get, whether it is or it isn't. I'm rooting for him because that that entrance at WrestleMania was was with everything for me. I was like, ah, oh, yes, right.
0: Yeah, he feels he so normal in that realm. He does. Yeah. So okay. So what we're gonna do is Jamal's gonna run us through a interesting week that was in AEW is going to hit some of the high points. we we'll probably gloss over the low points. Then we're going to have a little break, go into a segment about WrestleMania backlash. All that's going to happen on the other side. Welcome to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Here at Go Home Heat, our contributors focus on the stories and character arcs of the live action drama art form. An art form dating back to Zeus, featuring Lincoln and a bear, and peaking with RoboCop and Steam. In the words of Xavier Woods, the last form of theater in the round. And now, go home heat. Jamal, tell the people how to find
1: you. Look, y'all can find me on Instagram at JamalSteele, J-A-M-A-L-S-T-E-E-L-E. You can also find me on Twitter at the same place at JamalSteele, J-A-M-A-L-S-T-E-E-L-E. Once you go there, it's probably going to be all things politics, culture, and wrestling because I'm a huge wrestling fan, and I've gotten pretty excited about wrestling again. So, at Jamal Still on both Instagram and Twitter, J-A-M-A-L-S-T-E-E-L-E. Awesome.
0: So, let's dive into this thing. What were your top four matches of the week?
1: Top four matches of this week is definitely going to be Blackpool Combat Club versus The Butcher, The Blade and Haligo. And these four matches are like in no particular order, although I'm just a, I'm a really huge fan of the Blackpool Combat Club, so I may be a little bit biased when it comes to to BCC. Um but yeah, BCC with the win over Butcher Blade and Angelico. No, like honestly that for me, that was just a really good match. The Black Who Black Club is literally one of, if not the best thing going in wrestling right now. Like I really, really, really just, I really like the dynamic of Brian Danielson, John Moxley, and they are literally making, they are literally making Willard Yuta into the future of pure wrestling in AEW. Um, And I know, you know, that's probably like cliche considering he is the ROH, the Ring of Honor, pure champion. They're making him into the next pure wrestling superstar. So it's just that match. Them together continues to be the reason why I'm like really just excited about pure wrestling right now. So right after that one, the next match on the list is Dante Martin versus Ray Fiend. Let's be clear. Next to next to Dax versus Cash, that's the best qualifying match for the Owen Hart tournament. Like they pulled they pulled the stops out. And Dante Martin, Dante Martin should be getting pushed a lot better than he is. And I know that most people would say, most wrestling enthusiasts uh, enthusiasts would say, but Dante Martin is getting a great push as a wrestler. Yes, but Dante Martin should have like some sort of like secondary belt around his waist right now.
0: You think he uh, needs to be in the uh, TNT hunt? Yes.
1: Like Dante Martin is amazing. Yes. Like a lot of. A lot of the moves that he was pulling off Wednesday, I was just sitting there and I was just like, this is unreal. And shout out, and also shout out to Dante Barton because he really is a great worker, as evident by the way that he carried the match with this being Ray Phoenix's first match back since being injured after the tag, after the tag team match. Dante really did carry that match on on both sides, on the defensive and the offensive Making a lot of Ray Phoenix's moves look very, very brutal. Making those moves look very brutal and very exciting. Were you surprised the result? I was actually, because I really did want Dante Martin to win. Right. Like I, 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 and not only did I want him to win, I felt like he deserved to win. So I feel like Dax and Ray Phoenix, eventually when that happens, will probably it's probably going to be a good match in this tournament. But I really feel like Dax. Versus Dante Martin would have gone a lot better. Like I, I feel like that that would have been a lot better. And and shout out to Dax Dax how I, would. I said it on Twitter. I'm gonna stick to it. Dax is my pick to win the entire tournament. And I know like his first round opponent is Adam Cole. I know his first round opponent is Adam Cole. I feel like that's gonna be a barn um, barn burner, but. Dax is gonna pull that like Dax is my pick to win the entire tournament just because Dax he keeps pushing the fact that he loves the Hart family, he loves Omar Hart, um, and he wants to win this for Omar Hart and for his family as well. That's why for me, Dax is the pick to win the the whole thing. He's the sentimental
0: he's the sentimental guy, right? He's he your really sin- is. he's your sentimental guy. And I, I'm I'm so with you on that, and and the thing is, to me, with Cole, there's other things you can do with Cole. You can you can get a dream matchup with New Japan for Forbidden Door without this tournament. With Dax, yep. the the dream matchup has to be the final. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think you're right. I think you're
1: very right about that. That's where we need to go. What was your three? Um, my three was definitely Warlow and Morsey. Shout out to W. Morrissey, whether it's Morrissey or Big Cass, he's really turned everything around after dealing with all of the issues and the troubles that he that he dealt with. Um, he's really turned everything around, and in impact, he's a beast. And his debut in AEW was incredible. in, in spite of him losing the match, because Wartlow is literally AEW's Batista slash Goldberg. In spite of him losing the match, he still looked strong. Yes. Like he still looked strong and impressive. And it was just like, yo, like Wartlow had to pull through and he had to push in order to win that match. Um,
0: right, you're you're seeing as they go. Right, Wardlow had the had the the pushover matches, and then he gets Archer, and it's a little bit tougher. And he kind of yep. got whooped by Morrissey. You yeah. know, he he only had two moves in a, in a in a decent length of a match. He only had two moves, but he finishes him off, and suddenly you go, oh wow, he's explosive, not just from the beginning, but also when he's worn out it kind of was booked perfectly for what's leading us towards those two those two you know MJF tr- having to be the guy who finally either puts him down or puts him into
1: the stratosphere and and so of course next week on dynamite we get the contract signing um my prediction for the contract signing is that the stipulation is Wardlow cannot use the power bomb in the <laughs> That's my stipulation. Warlock can't use the power bomb in the match. So right. y'all hear right here, y'all hear right here on the podcast. If if the contract signing stipulation is he can't use the power bomb, don't say I, I didn't want you because it kind of that part of it kind of comes off predictable. But at the same time, the way that they've been pushing this whole Wargo MJF storyline has been beautiful. It, it's been really great. It's helping to make Wardlow a star, and a lot of these matches that they've had Wardlow in have really been against like the big men, power power men. But they've still been incredible matches. They've still been matches that you really want to sit and actually watch. Right. Um, so yeah, that's that's my that's my number three. What um, Wardlow and Morrissey. Let's let's dive into some other things then. Um, well, well,
0: first of all, let's don't leave the Blackpool Combat Club just yet. I thought the oh. vignette, I thought the vignette that they did, where first you think, oh, we're just going to get a lecture and watch these guys roll around, and then you see Regal just pummeling, <laughs> right? You and it's yeah. like perfect, right? Because that's the guy we're having to show is earning his stripes. That's the guy who's pushing through, and when they have these yeah. matches you have him being the Seth Rollins guy who gets beat up and then but then also he gets to showcase himself in the finishes too along with Ooh. he's already tied a holder outside of AEW television along with they're really doing like you 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 were so impressed when we were kind of watching back and forth texting during Dynamite about yeah. how completely over he he seems to be at this point pretty early on in everything for him and and Part of that is we feel like, you know, what they're showing us in the vignettes is the beating he takes in practice.
1: Comparing Blackpool Combat Club in comparison to um, a previous stable that John Moxley was in, The Shield. So The Shield was like all, was, all three of them were the guys that were coming in to be stars in the making and then they were booked part like that's one of the few times in WWE on the main roster that I've seen three people who come up from NXT. Because for all intents and purposes they did come up. They they were like the early, early, early stages of, of NXT and like those last bit of FCW. But that's like the first time that three people from NXT have come up to the main roster and they were booked perfectly. Like right. the show was booked perfect. But it, all three of them were like established indie stars, but they were like the stars in the making on the main roster. Whereas with Blackpool Combat Club, it's like two vets, two awesome dudes, and then you know they've been very they were very vocal about wanting to get somebody that they could bring up and be. Um, and be a killer just as much as the both of them are, because everybody, because at first everybody thought it was going to be Lee Moriarty, and then for some some reason they transitioned over to Willer Yuta. It was perfect though, especially Willer versus Willer versus John Moxley is Willer versus John Moxley is top three matches of the year for 2022. Nobody can convince me any different. (laughs) Yes, sir. It's it's a pay-per-view quality match that they gave us on. I'm looking at it the whole entire time, and I'm just like, like, I still go back now and watch the whole match over. Excellent. And um, I want to say the biggest mistake that WWE could have made is releasing William Regal. Cause William Regal is the missing piece to this entire storyline slash stable slash he just makes, he's the reason why Blackpool Combat Club is as interesting as they are. We know the history of William Regal and Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson being trained by William Regal. Course. We know the history of John Moxley and, and William Regal for all intents and purposes John Moxley is William Regal's last real opponent in a ring like ever during their feud in FC and FCW and that's like, I don't want to say slept on, but just like unearthed feuds in pro wrestling period, John Moxley as Dean Ambrose versus William Regal. So they have this history, these two have this history, and then you bring in the X factor of now we're training the new guy. Right. And the new guy is just as much like he's learning slowly to be just as much of a killer as as these two. Anytime the Blackpool Combat Club comes out and William Regal comes out, I know he's gonna go over to the um, announce table and he's gonna sit down. And the first thing that he's gonna say is, "Mr. Shivani, Mr. Rowe, Mr. Ross, Man in the Mask." Is <laughs> uh, it's it, and it's and it it's perfect. His his slick British humor is is amazing. His wrestling IQ is impeccable. And it's just a joy to have William Regal in AEW because the knowledge and wrestling wisdom that he was giving the upstarts in NXT, he's now doing this for one of the biggest wrestling promotions in the country right and and their roster so it's just it's it's just great because you can't tell me that despite the fact that they stuck in with Blackpool Combat club that he's not giving this type of wisdom to everybody on the eighth so yeah hands down Blackpool combat club that's why i I'm always saying to people Blackpool Combat club is the best thing going in wrestling right now right because you have three of the greatest minds. In professional wrestling, in a stable together, and then the new guy is coming in and learning all of this from three of the greatest minds. And prof- it's just it's too much. And right. and when they finally do decide to break through, do this whole trios trios championship. Yeah, the first people that have to win it, like. Hands down. First, the first team that has to win it is the Blackpool Combat Club. Right.
0: Now, piggybacking on the trios angle that you were talking about, we have these varsity blondes, and they're mm-hmm. going through this thing with the House of Black, and it feels like, I mean, I don't know how long this has been going. It's been going on a while. But as the death triangle starts to come out and prevent whatever it is they were about to do to the, to the young lady, the cheerleader there, feel like we're angling towards a house of black going over death triangle eventually in some form of a feud. And then that turning into, we're going to have a trios title and boom, BCC versus house of black. And right there in the wings will be death triangle to take on the winner of that. And now we're off and running with this incredible trios division. Yeah. You know, and and, yeah. and they do quite a bit of faction warfare in any which way. At some point, of course, the super elite is going to splinter, and when that happens, we're going to have two other possible trios units as we get Omega in the Bucks, maybe, and/or yeah. Colin and, and his buddies, Red Dragon. And so I, I'm I'm really excited for when we get that, and I'm also excited for any feud that gives me Malachi Black, John Moxley. At any anytime you know, and somewhere in there, you know how you do these feuds, everybody winds up kind of with a one on one match against each other. So that means mm-hmm. at some point we're gonna get Daniel Bryan Malachi.
1: Yeah.
0: And and I'll pay for that any day of the week.
1: I honestly, if we're looking at if we're looking at House of Black versus Blackpool Combat Club, I would pay to see Willard Uta versus Buddy Matthews. Hey, Buddy Buddy's one of the best there is. Yes, he is. And, and Wheeler's on his way. To, to have a to have an established veteran like Buddy Matthews go up against the future of the future of pure wrestling, will it, like that that singles match right there is that singles match right there on any pay per view could be the sleeper match of the of the entire evening.
0: All right, so quickly let's dive into this tournament, and then we'll, then we'll mm-hmm. then we'll hit the women's division a tad, and then we're gonna slide on into the whatever's going on with punk and hangman and then we'll dive into the, the WWE pay per view at the end. So Absolutely. we got we got Phoenix and O'Reilly. What do you think there?
1: Phoenix and O'Reilly Phoenix and O'Reilly for me, somebody from somebody from the undisputed elite has to be the person that is going to go for the gusto and go deep into the tournament and to me is Kyle O'Reilly. So I take Kyle. I take Kyle O'Reilly in that one, but it's gonna be a close one. What do you think about Jeff Hardy and Darby Allen? Jeff Hardy's putting Darby Allen over okay Jeff Hardy's putting Darby Allen over. He'll hit the swanton, but Darby is gonna kick out of the Swanton, and then Darby's gonna hit that coffin drop jeff Jeff Hardy's gonna be the vet and put and put the new guy over
0: right and we've already said we want Dax, so who yeah. who's the joker?
1: the joker. In a perfect world, the Joker is Claudio. In the AEW world, it could be Cla- Claudio, but I kind of I, I, Something's saying to me it could be Miro. But if it's Claudio, if it's Claudio, I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't be mad. So
0: you think Joe goes over
1: Miro if that happens? Joe goes over Joe goes over Miro definitely. Um, and even if it is even if it is Claudio, no. But if it's Claudio. Claudio goes over Joe, and Claudio goes over Joe by interference from Jay Lee. That's the easy way out, right? And it makes sense. Mm-hmm.
0: You give Joe Joe's got a title, so he doesn't need this Owen Hart Cup. If you get a Claudio Dax final, so who do you think is going to wind up winning this whole thing?
1: I'm still like I'm still going with Dax because so with Dax being in the tournament, that doesn't give us an opportunity to have a Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions match on this double and nothing pay-per-view because Dax is in the tournament. Cash isn't in in the tournament, but Dax is. Dax needs to go as deep as he possibly can in the tournament to be credible. Give him a credible shot at being a single star. For me, that's why I'm taking Dax in... That's in the entire tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and Um, Because then at the same time, it gives AEW enough time to get whatever type of TV deal they're going to get for Ring of Honor. Because truthfully, the company, Ring of Honor is going to be built around two main components. Of course, it's going to be built around Jonathan Gresham because he's the um, Ring of Honor champion. And it's going to be built around FTR. Like okay, because they're on, right? People, yeah, people are gonna come through, and they're gonna and they're gonna come see FTR defend those tag team championships, and I feel like they're gonna keep those championships for a while. Awesome, Like a oh, oh, while. Wow. So yeah, all
0: right. Let's transition. Perrazzo Mercedes. What'd you think about that? Parazzo Mercedes
1: was sick. It was a pretty good matchup, yeah, wasn't it? It was. Surprised Mercedes at the result. Um, I am, um, and I feel like it may be due to the fact that Diana may not have wanted to sign with AEW and wants to and wants to stick over and Impact in their women's division. Uh huh. And so because of that, you know, we you gotta have somebody be this undisputed champ, and it can't be the person that's leaving, that's essentially leaving the company. So mm-hmm. you know, she took the, she took the rub to Mercedes. Honestly, it's well deserved. Right. It's well deserved. Because Mercedes can be Mercedes can be the season that that helps to build up and train those other ladies that's gonna come into the Ring of Honor ladies uh women's division. You know, help help establish the division because you know, she's already a proven MMA fighter, all the all the all the things around Mercedes Martinez. She's just adult wrestler in her own right.
0: Now, did you like the little tag team matchup we had there on Rampage?
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. Britt Hayter. Um, Britt Hader. Brit hated, I mean Britt Baker, um, D and D, Jamie Hayter, and Ruby Soho and um Tony Storms. Tony Storm. Yeah, that was a great match. I honestly was surprised by I honestly was surprised by the result. Yes. I, I really thought that Brett and Jamie was going to they they were they were going to do some nefarious stuff take the victory keep take the victory and keep it moving and I mean they they tried Tony Storm is just a dope counter artist and so that that's how you know they, that's how they got got the victory but it was a good match all the way through it really was a good match all the way through
0: Baker getting caught in a roll up was crazy. It was. It was. What about what about uh, Rio and Yuka Sak? Sock- I may murder the name, but Sakazaki.
1: That was a good qualifier. That was dope, wasn't it? It? Really, was. it really was, and it and it gives and it gives you an opportunity to see women's Japanese strong style wrestling. Mm-hmm. And you know, because strong style is strong style has become a. Favorite thing of mine, thanks to um, Shinsuke, Shinsuke Nakamura, and more so the New Japan Pro Wrestling Shinsuke Ma- Nakamura versus AJ Styles match. match. <laughs>
0: yes, yes, yeah,
1: like the the, the real Nakamura AJ Styles match. Yes. Correct, correct. Not they gave us in WrestleMania. Not Very
0: the not the yambag, <laughs> not the
1: yambag kick. But yeah, no, like that match was that match was crazy, incredible from from beginning to end and I do think they went with the right person.
0: They like Rio and there's a reason to like Rio. You know, there's a reason it to is. like Rio. Now, what do you think about uh, of course Hook and Danhausen are doing this thing called Hookhausen? Hookhausen. Yes. What are you thinking about <laughs> that?
1: Hookhausen is going to be AEW's version of the Rock and Sock Connection. Yeah. Hook Hookhausen is going to be AEW's Rock and Sock <laughs> Look man, like, Hook, Hook is a, Hook's a natural, a natural born star. He's got the look, he's got the presence, his dad's Taz, so obviously he can wrestle. QC Marshall and Cody trained him up in the factory. He's got the complete package. But then, you know, once he, once he opened his mouth, you realize, oh snap, he really is the complete—he he really is the complete package. Because he's just so smooth and so—he's so smooth, very nonchalant, very intentional with his words, and then he just goes in the ring and just beats the crap out of you. And of course, that Danhausen is—let's let's be real—Danhausen is this era is this era's Mick Foley. Mick was incredible. Mick was incredible on the mic. He had an awesome character with whatever character it was that he decided to go with, whether it was Mankind, cat Jack, or Do you Love, or just Mick Foley itself. Dan Housen is very charismatic. The whole I curse, I curse you thing is really popular. It's really awesome with the kids. I think they work well together, and I think they have that same dynamic as Mick Foley, Mick Foley and The Rock. You have to have that brute, brutal wrestler slash silent killer, and then you have to have the the comic relief, and that that's what makes Hookhausen work. I do hope they come together as an actual tag team and figure out how to make this thing work to get the tag get a tag built together. Like let's let's see Hookhausen get a tag built together. It will it, be awesome.
0: So when you when you're referring to Danhausen as a Mick Foley style character. You're referring to the Mr. Socko version, correct? Not the man not the mankind, not the cactus jack. Is that right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, just the a, just the a straight-up comic relief, very funny, very charismatic man, mankind era of Mick Foley. Although I although I kind of can see Danhausen transitioning into the the sadistic brutal guy if he if he wanted to be. You know, even despite the fact that he's uber small and incredibly lanky. And I mean even in the ring as a as a wrestler, and I use air quotes when I say that. Right. Dan Housen is the is the Mr. Socko, Mick Foley version. Just because of his just because of his size and whatnot. But he does have some great moves in the ring also. Um but yeah, definitely that that charismatic comedic charismatic comedic individual. That's definitely Dan. That's definitely Dan Housen's role in in Hookhausen. And right. I think it also helps even more in putting Hook over as the silent killer in AEW by having Dan Housen and him have this exchange with one another. Because, you know, Dan Housen pulls the chips out and then walks out of the ring now Hook feels bad. And now <laughs> Hook's, and now Hook's gonna be sympathetic to him next week on whatever right. whatever show it is that they finally interact with each other on after the chip after the chip episode, and then we get Hook housing and you know off and right. running. Life is great. Right.
0: <laughs> so what do we think about Paige, the 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 Hangman Page CM Punk build up to the pay per view? They're gonna you know Hangman comes out on dynamite and Punk's not there, and he. People were saying he was going heel. I just thought he was going. Look, guys, this ain't this one ain't about having a good match. I know y'all think it is because we're both good guys, but I'm a whoop. I'm a whoop him. I don't have a problem with that because the funny thing about Hangman is here we are deep into his you know into his title reign, and the matches have all been great. Yeah, you know he has had great great matches, but nobody thinks he goes over Punk. Nobody
1: does. Every, <laughs> right? Everybody think. Everybody pretty much think Punk walks out of Vegas with that belt, right? Because we
0: all think it's got to be Punk O'Kada. You know, that's what we all think. But the tricky thing is, what does it do for Hangman as a wrestling star if he goes over
1: Punk? It puts him in. It it puts him in the icon slash legend category, right? Because Punk ver- Punk's first major championship match in aew and he puts over hangman page you know what it does even more
0: is it tells the locker room there's always been that thing about punk is kind of surly backstage and his reputation reputation precedes him and then he has become this fatherly almost figure backstage now he's the guy you can go to he's You know, everybody likes him, but he does have Tony's ear. He is getting phone calls and texts from Tony. If he puts over Hangman here, that tells the whole backstage, this guy's here for us. It ain't about CM Punk anymore. That would be a great message for pro wrestling, for Hangman. I'm not saying it's a bad thing if he wins because, hey, I'm kind of for him. But it
1: is a unique, wonderful message if they go the other route. I... I I feel for me, and this is a this is once again a quote unquote perfect world scenario, Punk versus Hangman, Punk's in the midst of about to win the belt, Hangman's out, Hangman's Dreary, Punk's about to hit him with the GTS, and then out of nowhere, who comes in the ring? Kenta. Kenta hits Punk with the GTS. Hangman sees it, goes outside the apron. Punk gets up, dreary and drowsy. Hangman hits him with the running the the flip running lariat. One two three, boom. And And still, and now it sets up Punk versus Kenta, GTS versus GTS at Forbidden Door. That's that's good.
0: That's good. That's a good little fantasy book. All right, let's transition from that into a prediction fantasy book of this backlash pay-per-view as the WWE is spinning out of that. If you don't mind, we'll do that after this. You are listening to Go Home Heat, a wrestling podcast. Check out our friends at the Ginn Project, the GINN Project.com. Check out our friends at the Daily Smart, your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling and now back to go home heat we are back with my man jamal and we are going to go through backlash and talk a little fed we're going to try to stay fairly specific to it but first i want to discuss with the galaxy something that i've noticed and i want people to understand you cannot view wwe programming through the prism of aew you cannot. It is two completely different things, and you cannot go. I don't understand all these pay per views the WWE does. Let me try to re explain to you the process the WWE does. It is a television show, there is live action drama that occurs on its television shows. The pay per views that you are calling them, there are really only four major events in WWE. It is similar to the fact that there are four pay-per-views in AEW. The monthly shows that you are getting on WWE television, on Peacock, are wrestling-focused programs. That is contrary to what you get on USA and Fox. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> you know it, it, it really is it, it's almost like their monthly program is its version of a dynamite in a weird way right because dynamite is a, a primarily wrestling I, I think that people you can't you can't sit down and view what aew does through a wwe prism and you can absolutely not do the same thing with wwe because they're completely different things and i think that's a good thing look at how weird it was when when cody rhodes was on Dynamite. We all had this thing we called the Codyverse. Yeah. And it was literally, we didn't realize it at the time, but now it makes sense. It was 20 minutes of WWE programming in the midst of a Dynamite show. Just try to wrap your head around what's going to, and I, dude, I will tell you, I honestly believe, if you do not like spending your time watching, like Roman Reigns will do a show, and he'll be 30 minutes of a show, and he didn't touch a soul. But it is intriguing. Roman Reigns is an incredible fictional character. I think that even if you don't particularly like Raw, SmackDown, NXT 2.0, I think you can like Backlash.
1: (laughs) I think you can as well. I'm a huge AEW fan. Absolutely. I only watch the highlights on YouTube of WWE, and I still, in 2022 right now, Said that Roman Reigns is the best heel in professional wrestling right now. Not the best heel in WWE, the best heel in professional wrestling. I right
0: can cont- I contend with people, he is the best evil fictional character in anything. <laughs> <laughs> he's right there he's right there with uh Fisk and Daredevil,
1: no. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, literally, he is. <laughs> you know, he he really is, and but- it it just the long game that WWE is playing, and eventually having The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania in Hollywood is uh, is amazing. Like, how do you utilize The Rock's television show on NBC, Young Rock, as a way to literally build like? Who does that? Like (laughs) that was beautiful and priceless. Having the young kid Roman Reigns acknowledge me, (laughs) then Young Rock be like, "We can't, we can't do this right now. A match of that magnitude has to happen at WrestleMania." I lost it. Right. Like the wrestling fan in me was like, "Oh, of course." Of course, (laughs) now
0: let's transition from that into, you know, one of the main things on Backlash. We have this Drew McIntyre, RK bro versus the Bloodline, and I feel like for sure Bloodline's going to lose here because we're spinning this into Drew versus Roman, and I thought Roman was going to be the champ forever until I saw Drew walk out, and I'm like, man, they sure do love this with Drew McIntyre. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they do, man. They love Drew. I mean, they may let... I mean, if they're going to book Roman strong, they may let Drew behead him right there for all of us. You know, he cut the ring apart. Why not just take a swing? You know, Roman can come back as a Highlander with his (laughs) neck, with his head head sewn on like the bad guy in the movie. The works, Queen, get him a new song from Queen, waiting for the hammer to fall or something. Just kill it. But anyway, what do you think? You think Bloodline loses this one so that we can get two two championship match out of it?
1: Yeah, I absolutely think – I absolutely think the Bloodline loses this match. They lose this match only for the Usos to um, later on down the line finally unify these tag unify these tag team titles, and the Bloodline be the dominant force and the the dominant force in pro- professional wrestling until they decide to have Cody beat Roman for the the Big Boy Belt. Like, well, that's the, that's the trick. Nice. That's the trick question,
0: right? A match as big as Rocky versus Roman doesn't require the belt. Or you can split the belt. At some point, you can split it, give Cody the raw belt, you know, somehow work it out like that. You can absolutely let Cody be the main event of a night at Mania. You know what I mean? You can do that if you want to. But Vince doesn't have a great history of, it sure does seem like it's all flowers right now with Cody and Vince, but... Vince can be a little finicky every now and then when he gets to thinking about things. Now let's move into this. We got Charlotte Flair, Ronda Rousey and an "I Quit" match, and I cannot see even as much as I wonder if Ronda just had a three match deal and she's going to go back home for a little bit, come back next WrestleMania. I just can't see her saying "I quit." And this is a feud that I don't think any, I think they're having to pump in sound for people to act like they care, even in the arena. I, 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 it's like Scooby Doo. I don't think that's real, or the old sitcoms. You know what I mean? And, and I just, I don't really care either. Now that it'll be a good match. They're good work. They're great. They're great performers when they ring the bell and all that. But for whatever reason, there's a disconnect here, and I just can't see her saying I quit, which means we're getting another match out of. <laughs> <laughs> It's like no, yes. because everything Bianca and Becky and all of them are doing on Raw so interesting, and then we have this, and it's just treading water. It's like, come on, give me a break. Why are we doing this? But Break-ish. let's let's spin, <laughs> let, let's spin out of that. I'm not going to bother you with Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss because I don't think you're intensely
1: into this. I feel I feel like <laughs> the only way that this becomes interesting is if Happy Corbin is no longer Happy Corbin. And we get the lone wolf Baron Corbin back. That's the right. only way that this becomes interesting again because I'm tired of happy Corbin. <laughs> I'm tired of, I'm tired of the, mil- I'm tired of the millionaire dude. I'm tired, I'm tired of the dude who used to be poor and then he won the lotto and became this rich, rich dude and he got with madcap. First off, that was, that was a tear. That was also another terrible booking decision on their end to make. Roderick Moss become mad, madcap. I was like, right. Well, the thing is, too, Moss is a really good wrestler. Yes. And is. that's why, that's why him being madcap Moss was a horrible, right. Dis, like, it's a horrible booking decision.
0: Well, the other like, thing is, too, happy Corbin was so good when he was grumpy Corbin or depressed Corbin or bum, what do they call it? Bum ass Corbin, whatever it is. He was so good. <laughs> He was so good as, you know, mustard on his shirt, sleeping in the hall. I loved it. And he's still, he's got the physicality. I mean, he's a big boy. You know what I mean? And he, he's coordinated. He's ex NFL defensive end. I don't mind watching him. It's just, I don't, he's not funny. <laughs> Which I guess that's the point. I guess the point is he's not funny. But okay. Now let's get into the ones. Now we got Lashley and Almost. What do you think about that?
1: Lashley wins. Lashley wins because if you want Lashley to be anywhere in the title picture, not saying that he's going to win the title, but if you want for Lashley to be anywhere in the title picture, he can't lose to almost.
0: I'll tell you something else, too. When we get through talking about a couple of these other ones, I have a a thing. If Bobby wins, I feel like it's connected to another match. AJ Styles versus Edge. Damian Priest isn't allowed in there. What are your expectations for this match?
1: And who do you think goes over? Edge goes over because Edge goes over because we add Tommaso Ciampa to this stable. Okay. Because if Damien, if Damien Priest is banned from ringside, y'all only said Damien Priest is banned from ringside. Uh, y'all don't know. Y'all don't know that Edge has some more tricks up his sleeve for this Judgment Day stable. What if? what if it goes the
0: opposite direction? And because priest is not allowed, we get Finn helping AJ and we get that little bullet club thingy. They got there that they kind of sort of alluded to the other day. And then that allows for another version of this and for this to keep going down the road a little bit. And, um, I think you're right. I think Edge goes over, but that's what's in the back of my head is how much they love to drag things out. And how if you put Finn in the mix on this, that gives you, that gives you the chance to retort with a Champo, retort with a Damien and increase your faction. And man, I tell you, there's a little piece of me that would really like to see Finn and AJ helping each other out. And it would be really weird if down the road someday. We got them two and Cody as this odd, you know, because Cody's the weirdest leader of Bullet Club ever. Because, again, he's, he's, he's it, it was sports entertainment somehow in the middle of Japan all of a sudden with the business bear, the works, right? The whole works. Okay, now, you think this is going to be great? Because the match at WrestleMania wasn't blow me away. So I feel like they're going to really try to make this better. To me, now, we're, right, let's go into Cody Rhodes and Seth. To me, they were great at WrestleMania. They for, were. For the story they were trying to tell, I think they have a better match in them. I don't think they have a better match in them for that moment in time. Because you needed Cody to do the cartwheel. You needed that Corey Graves line about shedding skin. You needed Cody to kind of be pushed away, pushed to the, into the corner and come out Swinging, you needed Seth to be on the ropes and for Cody to even pay homage to the father in this moment, right, with the... You needed all those moments, and Seth is so good, and it works so well. This could be a better match. I think
1: it'll be completely different. Who goes over? I think we need one more. Like, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think we need one more match out of them before they transition into the the, the next phases for them. Because I honest I personally honestly see Seth Rollins transitioning into a program with Kevin Owens and Cody transitioning into the title program. Right.
0: Right. And because Drew just started with Roman, we don't have time to it's the wrong time for Cody to win. Right? And so we have to kick the can. And the way you kick the can is is Seth avenges because he has time to prep. Something happens. Cody goes to the same thing that he went to last time. Rollins has an answer this time around. Boom, we get, and the next pay-per-view is hell in a cell and Cody versus Seth in a cell. Come on, man. Seth kind of does, you know, because Seth's not in the title picture. He kind of does trilogies now. Yeah. He may lose it. He may win it, but you don't just fight him. You know what I mean? You, you got to fight him a couple times and, and he's he's going to make you prove you're better than him. Now, if Seth loses Monday night, he's jumping Bobby Lashley. He's going to want to get something, and, and jumping Bobby gives him gives him, a, and he'll he'll probably lose to Bobby too, right? Because that means he's in. And I think it's, it's the most peculiar peculiar thing to me that Seth, as a loser, has proven more to me than he ever did as a winner. It's it's the beauty yeah. of
1: wrestling, right? And I, and I feel like Seth Seth is more over as self is more, more over even when he loses matches.
0: Absolutely. In spite of the fact that he loses, whatever that person gets done with him doing and moves on to, it ain't as mm-hmm. good as it was when they were with him. Nope. You know? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> he's like he's like Rick Rubin or, or, you know, QT, one of those great producers. Yeah, you're really good at what you do, but... I make whatever you do better. Just tonight on SmackDown, they gave us a quick version of, you know, Sami Zayn does the whole thing, the weird thing where he overhears typical WWE, right? He overhears a conversation Shinsuke has Mm -hmm. about Roman. He runs to Paul Heyman as the little tattletale. That turns into him volunteering to jump. Shinsuke and take care of business for Roman because he needs Roman to respect him. And then he goes to Pierce and that turns into a match. And as they were walking to the ring, I thought to myself of what a wonderful time Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Shinsuke Nakamura, and that whole transitional NXT period was, and then that turns into rude. And then that turns into Andrade and, and, and Malachi. And just th- those three to four years of NXT television was so incredible. I just couldn't help but when they walked out there and started touching each other, I just had these flashbacks and it reminds me of how different that NXT was than like when I'm sitting at a WrestleMania in New Orleans and I see AJ and Shinsuke walk to the ring and you brought it up. This this WrestleMania is so great. Oscar should have won, but hey, it was an incredible match with Charlotte. Right. I'm about to have sat through the greatest WrestleMania ever. I have the greatest match ever about to happen in front of me. And then they both do
1: dual yam bag kicks. <laughs> and I'm never going to let that moment go. <laughs> I am never in life. Cause I'm like new Japan pro wrestling gave us the greatest, the greatest match within the last five to six years for their, for their brand in Shinsuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. And then it's like, oh my God, we're gonna get this match. We're gonna get <laughs> it at the we're gonna get it on the Big Boy Federation, and we're gonna get it at the grandest stage of them mm-hmm. all, WrestleMania. Showcase of the, the Immortals.
0: Belts. Showcase of the Immortals.
1: For the Belt. <laughs> yes. And they gave us Yambag City. I was <laughs> like. And I was there. I was like that's too. A, that's the <laughs> other piece to it. I was there, and I was sitting there, and I was hyped. Like, like my daughter's mother went went with me. Like we were just dating in a relationship at the time. She went with me. My best friend was the one who got us the tickets because he he's a radio DJ, and they gave him some tickets. And we all was sitting there, and I was like, "Yo, this match is gonna be incredible. Yes, watch. I right. promise you." And then when it wasn't, they all looked at me and they were like, that's not what you were expecting. <laughs> I was like, not at all. Oh, no. And oh. and then that the other piece to this that makes it worse is the night. So the night before was NXT TakeOver. TakeOver's done. TakeOver's done. Incredible me, show. Me and Aisha, my daughter's mother, me and Aisha, we go back to the hotel We're in the hotel and I'm like, yo, AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura is going to cope for the WWE title. And she was like, um, and she was like, what's like, she was like, what's so phenomenal about that? And I go on YouTube and I show her the (laughs) new Japan match. And when we're done with it, she was like, so they're about to do this match again at WrestleMania. I was like, yes. (laughs) So she was so amped for it. And when the match was done, she looked over at me and she was like, that's not that's not what you were expecting. I was like, <laughs> not at all. And she was like, you, you you ready to leave now, aren't you? I was like, yes. Yes. The Vin- I was like, yes, I am. The,
0: Vin- <laughs> the Vince giveth and the Vince taketh away.
1: <laughs> so
0: on that note, let's wrap this thing up. Jamal, tell everybody where they can
1: find you again. Once again, y'all, y'all can find me at Jamal Still. J A M A L S T E E L E Um on both Instagram and Twitter. Um my my Instagram, you know, you can you're gonna catch a lot of pictures of me at probably like like political events, rallies, things of that nature, with a, an occasional picture of my two year old awesome daughter thrown in here and there. Awesome. You know, you gotta see you gotta show the babies. <laughs> um and then on Twitter all of all of the, the, the political tweets, culture tweets, and of course tweets about wrestling because I, I, I love wrestling. Especially when it's Wednesday night because you know what that means. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Check us out on Twitter too at Go Home Heat. Check
0: us out. You can find us at Spotify, iHeartRadio, on your iPhone, Bullhorn. Most of all, you can check us out at The Daily Smart, which is your one-stop shop for all things pro wrestling. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jamal, for coming on, and go home.